Hello, everyone. My name is Sarah, and it is a pleasure to welcome you to my chair. Every weekday, we will meet here to reflect on a passage from 1 Peter. If you'd like to dive deeper into this book, I encourage you to find our reading plan on YouVersion. Simply download the YouVersion app from your app store, and then just type Who is Grace into the search bar and select the 1 Peter plan. A challenge from the reading plan that I want to encourage you to try is to read or to listen to the entire letter, start to finish, in one sitting, once a week. I promise it's worth it, but I also know that that sounds like a lot. To help you with that, I recorded a reading of all five chapters, and you can find that on this podcast. Just look for the episode titled, First Peter, The Whole Darn Thing, and push play while you're in the car, doing chores, or taking a walk. Right now, let's dive into First Peter. Well, here we are. We're in the final three verses of Peter's first letter. Be sure to come back tomorrow for some final thoughts on the letter as a whole, but for now, let's read First Peter 5, 12 to 14. By Silvanus, a faithful brother as I regard him, I have written briefly to you, exhorting and declaring that this is the true grace of God. Stand firm in it. She who is at Babylon, who is likewise chosen, sends you greetings. And so does Mark, my son. Greet one another with the kiss of love. Peace to all of you who are in Christ. Again, I put myself in the shoes of those who first heard this letter read aloud, and I'm hearing two strong examples of faithfulness, of standing firm, that strengthens my resolve to live for Christ no matter what. The first is Peter's shout out to Silvanus. He calls him a faithful brother. This is the same Christian brother named Silas in the book of Acts, who journeyed with Paul and experienced imprisonment and persecution from Jews and pagans as they took the good news throughout the Roman world. In other words, the man delivering this letter has experienced the hard things. He is no stranger to suffering, and yet he has counted the cost and determined that Jesus is worth it. He wasn't the big man, he wasn't Paul or Peter, but he stood by both even when things went from bad to worse. We don't know much about Silas, but I would consider faithful to be a fitting remembrance for anyone. The second example of faithfulness I hear in this closing portion of Paul's letter is this. She who is at Babylon, who is likewise chosen, sends you greetings. Babylon was, of course, an even more ancient city than Rome, and there's loads of Old Testament language that uses the name Babylon to describe the seat of evil. Revelation does the same. Peter is using Babylon as a nickname for Rome, the very city where he's writing from, the very city where Christians are being tortured and persecuted for their faith, is both the capital of the empire and the capital of evil. And yet, and yet she who is at Babylon sends greetings. She is the church. The persecuted church in Rome is sending greetings, sending love, sending prayers to the churches in Asia Minor. Though the Roman church is experiencing more suffering and more pain, they do not suffer so much that they have forgotten their brothers and sisters around the empire. They have not faced such hardships that they no longer remember that the good news must be shared with everyone so that the name of Jesus is lifted high. They do not suffer so much that they have given up and decided it's no longer worth being a church, being followers of Jesus. They are faithful in their suffering, faithful to stand firm in Jesus, and faithful to encourage other churches to prepare to do the same. What a beautiful unity that kind of faithfulness brings. You're not alone in your hardship. Others are suffering beside you and with you, whether they're geographically and culturally close or very distant. I know for a fact that there are brothers and sisters in Japan, Haiti, and the Dominican Republic praying for each of us. Our partner churches, faithful in their hardship, Let's remember them today. Let's be their faithful brothers and sisters. Jesus, we praise you. Your name is lifted high all over this earth. 
Today, we come to you on behalf of our brothers and sisters in Capation, Haiti, at Grace and Scion Church, at Ono Church near Tokyo, and at Iglesia de Dios Pentecostal in Santo Domingo in the Dominican Republic. Oh, Jesus, for our brothers and sisters today, I pray for boldness. I pray for steadfastness. I pray that they would know that they stand on the rock, that you are their high tower, that you are their fortress, that you are the mighty shield about them, that come what may, whatever winds may blow or seas may rise, that they are standing firm, that they are rooted in you, the creator of all things, faithful and steadfast for all eternity. Jesus, I pray that you would give boldness in them to share their faith, to share your good news, that you are the way and the truth, that their lights would shine bright in darkness. Jesus, I know that the needs and the trials are unique for each of these individual churches and for each individual member of these churches, but you see them each one. You created them each one. And for such a time of this, you have placed each one in these churches, in these neighborhoods, in these cities for your glory, for your name, so that others would know the saving power of Jesus Christ. God, empower, embolden, strengthen them today by your spirit, we ask. Amen. Thank you for joining me today. Remember, you can always access Grace's daily read plan and additional resources like small group curriculum at whoisgrace.com forward slash read. If this time is meaningful for you, please like, subscribe, and share this podcast so others can find it too. I look forward to meeting you at my chair again tomorrow. God bless. God bless.